0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of the Not Ready to Adult Yet podcast. Once again, thank you so much for all your kind words about episode 5 of the wonderful Ed Gamble. It means a lot. Um, If you've not listened to any of them, go back, listen to them. Listen to all the episodes, they've been great. Spencer FC episode one is a good place to start because it's the first one, but also it's very interesting. Um, for those that don't know, this podcast is in conjunction with my brand new book, Not Ready to Adult Yet, which is drum roll, please, out now. There was no drum roll. I can't be bothered editing one in. So the new book is out now and it is available to buy. In ebook form right now from Amazon. Also, if you want it in hardback or paperback or audiobook, they all come out on the 9th of August. You can go to Amazon, type in my name, and the book will be there. So get it, please. That'd be nice. I'm also on tour if that sort of thing interests you. Uh, My stand up show, You Okay Hun, has been extended for a third and final time. Tickets for that are on my website, www.iandosjokes.com forward... S- no, not forward slash. It's <laughs> just on the website, iandosjokes.com. So there you go. Book, get involved in it, tour, check it out. Uh, now, podcast. This week's podcast is a bit different and I'm really excited to bring it to you guys. it's This podcast is actually sort of the main the main pin, the main strut, the main structural arc from which I hang the book around, because uh, today's interviewee is Alison Sterling, a.k.a. Mother. I've done a podcast with my own mum. I mean, you don't get much more millennial than that. For the first time in my life, I've sat down with my mum and had a proper chat, and in order to make that happen, I had to record the whole thing, because... Millennials want to perform All the time So I've I've done it with my mum And it was amazing Like She was so great I lo- There's a thing about mums They always manage to Impress you. you forget how amazing They are Like she's never done Anything like this In her entire time She was fairly sceptical Of the whole thing And she just smashed Out of the park She was wise You know She was insightful She was just brilliant I think she needs to go Into Love Island And just tell everyone What they're doing wrong Sort it out She would sort out all those relationships in a heartbeat. So, Mum, if you're listening to this, and let's be honest, she bloody is. She listens to everything I do anyway, never mind the fact that she's actually in it as well. So, sort of not if. You are listening, Mum. Thank you so much for doing it. It really means the world to me, and I hope you enjoy this. And I hope you all enjoy this. I will speak to you guys at the end of the podcast uh, about some stuff. But in the meantime, please enjoy... Episode six of the Not Ready Dad Yet podcast with Alison Sterling, aka Mummy. Five years old, not a lot of pressure in, and I can barely tie my own shoes. Ten years old, favorite chocolate bar is about all I'm expected to choose. Eighteen years old, alarm bells ringing, but I may just set them to snooze. Twenty something, Some, which I mean 30, how did this happen, what do I do? My job is a mess, my boss is a stress, no overdraft left, I don't know what is best. Got me waking in a cold sweat, not ready to add yet. I think that's recording. Okay. Right. So I think we're recording. Can you just say a few words?
1: Hello. Alison Sterling speaking.
0: (laughs) That's my mum's phone voice. I (laughs) know.
1: Mummy Sterling.
0: So, um, just to start things off, I think we should tell everybody where we're sat. We're currently sat on the edge of my mum's bed. Yes. On the floor.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Cozy.
0: It's cozy. And you've brought up a... Little table. Mm-hmm. We put some mics on it. We have. You've put a pillow down. I'm for sitting with
1: it because I like to be comfortable. I'm getting old.
0: You might not be able <laughs> to get back up again.
1: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs>
0: so thanks for doing this.
1: You're welcome.
0: Or you, you seem, you're a bit sceptical. I think.
1: I th- yeah. I'm just yeah. The thing that I'm more amazed at is you've not got a phone in your hand, you're listening to what I'm saying, and that I find even more amazing.
0: Do you think that a lot? Do you think I am quite distracted with all that sort of stuff? Yeah.
1: You, I speak to you and you're going, what? What? And I think, have I got to repeat everything I've just said? And sometimes I think you've, he- you've heard it, so I think that's fine. And then I realise you haven't heard it. So, you, yeah. Yeah.
0: And what do you think I'm doing on my phone? I always well, wonder I what other people think.
1: I I genuinely think it's work. And from that point of view, that's why I don't really get upset or angry about it. I accept that it's work. I accept that it's a different way of life than we had before. And I'm that, that's absolutely fine. But it does get frustrating when I think what I've got to see is just as important as work.
0: Yeah, I was watching a youtube thing probably on my phone actually recently and reggie yates do you remember reggie yates yeah. he used to present smile when we were children he was doing a talk with a, a sort of like a guy that specializes in leadership skills and stuff and he was making this really interesting point about how like how just how rude it looks to have you even you're having your phone in your hand mm-hmm. it signifies to the person you're talking oh, to that yeah. they are not the most important mm-hmm. thing in your life yep. at that moment in time yeah and there was a really funny moment where he went I'll give you an example. So he was getting Reggie, to talk to me. Right, now, um, he went to the audience, went, has anyone got a phone on them? And then Reggie Yates went, oh, I've got mine. And, my po- and he went, you brought your phone out here to talk to me? And he's like, oh, I, f- I forgot I left it. So I am aware of that. I do feel like sometimes, even like at a dinner table, having a phone like lying on the table, uh-huh. you feel that like you're not the, the most important person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then for me, sometimes... Because with texting and messaging and stuff, you can reply so instantly to people. And even they if expect I'm, it. They expect, exactly. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm sitting down for you for dinner for 40 minutes, I worry that if someone messages me at the start of that dinner mm-hmm. and by the end of it, I've not replied to them, they'll think I'm being rude.
1: But I think, and that's that's fine, and I accept that wholeheartedly, I understand it, but I do sometimes think that you need to get away from that. I think sometimes it is important to be able to talk and catch up on what's happening instead of piecemeal. Because sometimes I think we don't necessarily catch up. We don't get to nub. You know, if we're talking about something, we don't really finish a story or... It, it yeah. just becomes... It, you then answer the phone or you look at your phone, the story's lost, so you don't continue with it. There's...
0: Yeah, and I think also you're never going to really have that sort of in-depth discussion Mm. on over a a device either, are you? No, no. So you sort of break up any real communication through these sort of like mini piecemeal, as you call them. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good reference point for actually. And then you never actually get to the bottom of anything. No, no. And I think we, and again, we talk about this a lot, but we are quite bad for that. Yeah. And I'm sure every family is, we always sort of, we we are um builder-uppers.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Do,
0: do you know what I mean? I think a lot of families are things will just fester for like months or years and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it'll you'll be made, made aware of a fact. Yeah. Like for example, after 30 years I've just found out that I'm on my phone too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but again, but does it but does it annoy me to that extent? I it it does if I feel it's not work related and it's not important. Mhm. If but but it does That that's the wrong way to say. It. That's wrong, really. It it bothers me if I think we are having quote quality time. Yeah. If we're chatting about something, mm-hmm. and then you go on the phone, and I think that's not even what related. Do
0: you know what I find as well? Do you know what I find with the phone? And I've never thought about it this way before, but it's genuinely true. Do you know what sometimes happens with me? Say for example, I'm waiting for my text from a friend or my mm-hmm. partner or mm-hmm. you. If you're not there, so it is legit that I need to reply to this person. Yeah. What will happen is I'll get my phone out. Mm-hmm to see if that person's got in touch. And then I think, well, while I'm there, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, BBC Sport, Chortle, I'll go through all that nonsense. Mm -hmm. Then I'll find myself clicking on Twitter for the third time in a minute. Yeah, yeah. When in fact I was trying to legit do something, you know,
1: or I mean, the other thing you're maybe sitting, you're watching a television program, watching we'll Well, watch a film, mm-hmm. and then the next thing you're you're on your phone and you're watching a podcast or you're watching somebody else. Yeah, and I that think, is bad. And I think, and that's fine, but if we wanted to watch that film, but sometimes we're watching it because we're all wanting to see it, and I just think you miss out on that, and we're, we're left watching the film, and you're doing your you're listening to the podcast.
0: Yeah, and the scariest thing about that is. For me, that's how I watch films now.
1: Yeah, I, yeah I which is bad, that.
0: and I don't think that's a good way to be.
1: Well, you're not committing to anything.
0: Yeah, because multi- people say multi—you know—multitasking like has been medically proven isn't a thing. No. So you can't no. multitask. All you can do is quickly switch between tasks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. I'm not watching a film, and I'm not watching a video on YouTube, and I'm not doing a tweet, and I'm not podcast. I'm doing none of it. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. I'm failing to do four things and achieving one.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So that is, is something I need to think about, like. And the phones are such a weird thing because I always wonder, like, I had it a bit because of the time I grew up I grew up without phones when I was a kid, to an extent. Do you remember the first phone you... Because I honestly can't remember. First mobile. The
1: the Sony. And it was because Dad worked in the law office and lawyers were always updating their phones. So they brought the wee Sonys home. So you got one and then Kirsten got one.
0: What age were we then? Do you remember? Oh,
1: you must have been about nine, I would have think. And I guess
0: as well, nowadays, I talk to friends like... I don't want to give away too many details on names because it's the people's children and they're fantastic parents Mm -hmm. and the kids are amazing yeah but their kids have done like cyber bullied like other Mm -hmm. kids i mean yeah yeah uh, or like i mean or went to parties invited people because of the power of these things yeah yeah. but i guess when you were giving me and kirsten the phone there probably was there any sort of worry like that that they're never going to be off them because you'd never think of it that way would you no
1: Never. I, I I must admit that's something we didn't, and I think we really did it because the phones were there. We didn't. We wouldn't have gone out and bought you one. Yeah. But we had it, and it was. And I remember Dad coming home and saying, "I've managed to get this. We'll give it to the kids," and they were just fair away with yourself. And did we have credit Wii, on it and Wii, stuff. I can even. Yeah, say it. I remember yeah. the the it, Fo- Sony. Sony. What was it? Was it Sony? Motorola maybe? Was it, I can't remember. Was it the Sony know.
0: one with the area and the little thin fold down? bit? No,
1: no. It was even before that. It was the wee. It just looked like. It there had to be. I'm oh, showing you the shape. I
0: must ask. My mum made the shape oh, for my- the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I remember them. I, um, and as I say, then Kirsten got. Was it not a
0: Motorola? Actually, was it
1: be a Motorola? It was Motorola. I remember Maybe. it.
0: But I remember. If I remember correctly, I didn't have like credit for it or anything.
1: It would. It was a pay as you go. I think.
0: Yeah, but like it would never have money in it. I would well, just carry it about. You would.
1: You, well, it, it, I, I think there was always. a but we didn't have that much money to throw about in a phone so I, oh, I was think... I'm a
0: working class hero this oh, yeah, makes me a sound great for the oh,
1: podcast yeah. well it's not, not we just had to be careful where we spent it and that was not that wasn't going to be one because at that point there wasn't really that many people in your friends for instance would have a phone that you would spend yeah. you would you would phone them and they would phone you back I don't really know if you actually used it that much I think it was more the thought you had one I
0: can't remember using it <laughs>
1: Ah yeah, and then then the big thing is when it came to birthdays and things, you wanted a phone, and that was when that kind of started. And then we'd say, right, okay,
0: but again, it was always pay as you go. And even back then, so what nine? So what year? We're talking what nineties? Would you have been late nineties? No, we were here. So it would be older than Again, that. Again, mum's pointing at this house. Yeah.
1: we were in this. house. So you might, you must have been a secondary bit older.
0: school, definitely.
1: It would have been secondary because we were in this house. So you were primary seven. Well, we anyway, was it was eight.
0: around sort of like early teens-ish. Yeah, I got yeah. the phone, but then also, okay, oh, just move a little bit closer to the mic. Surely. Look at me being a podcaster. I know. This way. Yeah, yes, think, yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. So um, so it was early, early teens, let's say. Yeah. But there was never that worry of, you were never going, he's never off his phone.
1: No, no. Playstations, play games, yeah. Oh, I
0: mean, still, that's still... The thing
1: is, though, you were always keen on sport, whatever the sport. And when you did it, you did it with gusto. Mm-hmm. That was more important. Being active, being out, that mm-hmm. was your thing. Right. So for and, and, and in fact, I had the other worry because I thought it never sits and relaxes. Because you were always on the go.
0: I'm so opposite to that now. I know. You're so laid back. I'm so laid back. It's worrying. Yeah,
1: yeah. You've actually done a complete 180 degree.
0: But I think a lot of that comes from how you were brought up. I think because I was brought up doing stuff all the time and we were quite organised and we were always quite on time. yeah. Now and I sort of rebelling. I mean, and I'm not rebelling as in like I'm not. I'm yeah. not wearing a leather jacket and dyeing my hair. <laughs> I just mean like I just went. Um, do you know what? I'm going to chill now. Yeah. And do. But I. F all.
1: Now that I've retired, I love that. I love the chilling, and I don't feel guilty about it. It took me a while to chill and not feel as if I should be doing something.
0: Well, you were never on your. You were never sat down. No, Whenever well, we have very, a guest, you don't sit down. No. Do you think that's what? What's that? Where's that come from? Is that what you brought up? Was that because again? For this book, I'm talking about parenting, how parents has impacted you. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that I know, know, notes about you definitely is you're always on your feet doing yeah. something. Were you brought up like that?
1: I think basically because when mum had visitors, and in those days you visited. So I had my cousins, my mum's cousins used to come every Wednesday and they came to us and it was you got up and you made them tea and you made them this and you did that. You were the one that had to do it and that's, that's what I based it on. So if we ever had anybody to the house... We were the mum was the one that would get up and do all the the catering, make them feel welcome. I think there's a, a much more well, relaxed. Would,
0: sorry, so you would or your mum,
1: mum would. Mum would. So that's what I saw. Mum yeah. would do it, or, or or Alison will get you that, yeah. and Alison would get up and do it. So, that, but now there's a far more relaxed attitude, and I don't think people dropping or popping, I don't think there's the same visiting, or if it is, it's organised, it's a meal, it's...
0: Well that goes back to the phones though, I mean I remember yeah. reading something the other day, now, I know like, you text now, I know, you now sometimes you'll text someone and be like, you free for a call, like you won't even phone someone now, <laughs> because it's intrusive Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I used to knock on my mate's f- front doors back in the day, Yeah, you would never drop round someone's house now Well, that's the other thing whereas before People
1: would come to the door, whereas now, if our door goes, we're going, "Who's that?" <laughs> yeah, it's, know, a, it's, really, it's, a,
0: it's a salesman or a murderer. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or a neighbour handing in something, a parcel that you've yeah. got. But I really, at the end of the day, that 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 I find strange.
0: Do You miss that? I think I'm, I do. I, I never really knew it, but yeah. I miss it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love the idea of it's it. It's the impromptu, and you take people as they were. Yeah. So if the house wasn't tidied or there wasn't any biscuits or whatever, you just accepted that. Yeah. Whereas now, you've got to go and they've got to have the fancy drinks or the orders. So you kind of feel as if you're constantly trying to emulate or trying to keep up with them. And that, and, and th- same with, you know, you go to a friend, oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, though I say it myself, they'll say, I'm a great cook, and I think, yeah. well, I would never say I was a great cook. Yeah. And I, I don't profess to be, but I like to think the hospitality you get makes up for yeah. the shit
0: food. But also, <laughs> the shit food, you're, you're shit at cooking. You're pretty bad. i <laughs> pretty bad. I'm not great. But th- that's really f- interesting about that, because you will, if you go to someone's house now, you will go home sometimes and like, say to someone, they didn't even offer me a cup of tea. Or I own. know, I know.
1: You're, like, you're in their house. I know, I know. And it's funny, because it, my friend in Holland... If you go over there and she'll say, do you want a cup of tea? And she'll say, and if you want it, say yes. And if you don't, say no. Because we have a habit of saying, oh, no, don't, don't, no, don't, don't put yourself to any trouble. Yeah. You're desperate for a cup, but you don't want to say, yeah. you don't want to put them out. So, of course, she'll just say, oh, you don't want one, that's fine, and sits down and you think, what?
0: It's a very Dutch thing to it's do. It's a very it? Dutch say thing. Say yes or no yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. We'll need more of that. And I think,
1: And I think we're kind of getting to that stage here, though. I think basically people are saying, yes, I'll have a cup. Yeah, if they want it, or no, they won't, and and that's the way it is. But that, so there was this behind the scene language, if you like. Oh no, don't put yourself out. No, it's fine. But yeah. desperately, you want them to put themselves out because you want your company. Yeah, you tea. want them to. Yeah, go, no, no,
0: insist. Uh huh, and that's it. And then, then sometimes. You've just eaten or something. Yeah. And you're going, Oh no, I'm fine, you're going, No, no, and they get you a slice okay. of cake and <laughs> yeah. they've home baked it and you're like, Oh, yeah. I've got to now force this bloody yeah. Victoria sponge down. Yeah,
1: so there is there is that, yes.
0: And that again, but then that unspoken language goes a bit now as well because of phones, because you can't mm. you can't have that unwritten language now yeah because you've got to be so literal of what you say
1: well that's right yeah and it's a bit like text sometimes you take something and the way it's text it's taken completely out of context because you've not got the the body language and the way it's said behind it and that's something that you kind of think i've, I've said that on a text and i thought oh god and somebody'll get back. What do you mean? And I think well, I yeah, didn't you, mean that.
0: Yeah, there's no con- you can't end. What's it? There's no tone. There's, you can't yeah, tone. there's just
1: no there's no body language. There's nothing behind it to imply this is a good question, not a horrible
0: question. I know. I hate that. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, Are you here yet or something? Yeah. How would you word that to make yeah. it not yeah. sound so aggressive?
1: Yeah.
0: And what do you think? Because I was saying to the, these guys, I went for uh, lunch with a while ago. Now they've all got boys that are like sort of eight. To 10 years old, and okay. I think with social media and phones, I think now is the worst time to have kids because mm-hmm. now social media is everyone is over it, everyone knows how it works and how to utilize it. But I don't think anyone is yet clear on how to police it, monitor it, and the impacts it's going to have because we're addicted to it. Every, I'm, I'm addicted to a phone in the same way mm-hmm. I was addicted to cigarettes.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm on. I mean, I, yeah. you wake up in the morning, and the first thing you do is check your phone, you're addicted, that's an addiction. So how I mean, have you thought? It's a thing you think about. Do you have? Do you know people with young kids? How would if I was twelve now? What would you do? What would you think about me on a phone?
1: I think. Well, I think at the end of the day, it is a difficult one to to stop a child doing using the phone because other children have it. But my thing was always because other children had it didn't mean to me say you had to have it. Yeah. And so I think if you try. But that and-
0: must be a difficult thing for a parent. Because I remember mm. that with like bed times. Yeah. You you can't. I've got to go to bed at a certain time to get to school to do well. Yeah. And just because another parent can't be bothered and lets their kids stay up to 11, mm-hmm. it must be difficult when I'm going. But look, they're all. I can. I'm, especially when we lived in like the sort of a small estate. Yeah. And I'm looking at the window, I can see them on their bikes. <laughs> and you're going, right, bed. Is that difficult as a parent? It
1: is. It's extremely difficult. But I think. My thing was to 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 give you to give you the opportunity to try different things, and that's why things like judo, you like you like tennis, you like Kirsten, your your sister liked gymnastics, mm-hmm. whatever. And it was that, and you remember going to, through different. The tennis used to get a lift from another la- another yeah. lady with her children, yep. and then she made soup and you yeah. used to sit and have that in yeah. the car and All the so parents did that, whereas now there's just this. You drop them off and you leave them, but you were more involved in it. I, I can, I can kind of feel because you would, you would offer people lift. You would get into runs, but it was more than just a run. You, you know, you got to know the children. There was just more in it. I than, definitely
0: think that's one of the things I'm talking about in this book. Is so I'm going to talk. I want to talk about what. Like your, like how how your your mum looked after you and what impact that had. But I think that the the research suggests and the things we're talking about now with this millennial, my generation is all these. Your generation was basically known as the latch Door kids.
1: Yes, like, I think yeah. I've
0: said this before. Yeah, like yeah. the door was left open. You got back from school. You cooked yourself a bit of dinner. Sometimes your parents worked jobs; they were busy. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. I mean, around the sort of time when you were younger, there was to set up all these like all these age-appropriate clubs and all that. No, the no children allowed. And all, that was like a really trendy thing. And all kids' right. clubs started getting set up into holidays, so you yeah. could send your kids off to yeah. have alone time, and now all those kids grew up, and now they were all, they they take their kids, I mean, you every evening, you get, I don't think you'd go out in the evenings, because you were taking me to football, judo, custom, to gymnastics, like, you were always on it, and I think that is a, did you notice that, like, there was a real thing where your parents' lives sort of revolved around their kids when I was growing up, I feel like.
1: Well, I think, I think, because your dad and I were older when we got married, and we didn't really think we could have children, so when you, when I found out I was having you, I was delighted, I had a job and maternity leave had just... Started. I did HR, that's what I dealt with, and maternity leave just came into vogue. So there was a person before me who went off, had her baby. Her baby was born in the December, so she was the first person in the council to get maternity leave. What year was that? So you were born in 88. 80- Eight, Eight,
0: so it was eighty-seven. So eighty up to eighty-seven, the council didn't have maternity leave as a thing. It
1: wasn't. It was just that was it coming in. The 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 legislation had come in, and this was them introducing it into the 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 workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember that it was it was a lot of work to put all this thing together. So that was fine. And then of course when it came to me, so I went and you took that. And at that point, you had to give up six weeks before, and you had to come back for three months in order to get. Uh, in order not to pay, repay your maternity leave mm-hmm. and I was fully intending I thought that's fine I'll go back to work but once I had you I thought no there is no way I don't want to do that I was kind of brought up in a nursery and, and I kind of felt you know we'd, I didn't think we were going to have a family I, I was more shocked than anybody that I would want to give up work for that but yeah. that's what I wanted to do and so that's what your dad and I did so he, I gave up work so that halved the Money that came in,
0: yeah, that's why that's, that's why we had to go on caravan holidays.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then, and then as I say, your sister came along quite quickly 18 months later, she came along, and then we got the dog, we got Ziggy, quite Good dog, quite Shedzu, Shedzu,
0: which, yes. when you're a child, is a fun Frank dog, dog. <laughs> to say. you can practically swear and get away with it. And, I've got and, a Shedzoo, miss, <laughs> a Shedzoo. <laughs>
1: Um, but again, so what I then did is a, 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 the, the theory behind it was that during the week I would get everything ready so that at the weekend we had family time. Mm-hmm. That was the, the, the kind of premise of everything. And that's what I did. And, and, you know, people used to say, oh, can't stand this. But I used to say boring is as boring does. And we we did we did a lot. I used to I, I did a bit of childminding with but it was friends. Yeah. So I used to kind of look after other people's children and things. So I mean the fact that I did that because I was never ever mater- materna- I was Maternal. Never, maternal. Mm. Never. It was never a thing for me. I'd rather have had a dog.
0: Got, so, I get I get that feeling. You quite get that often. feeling,
1: yeah. Well, there <laughs> you go. But I think, but there you go. And I have to say, I th- I, th- I loved it.
0: No, and you were, br- this is but, what I'm saying. Oh, but sorry. I
1: think, so, but, but at the end of the day, there is a danger that I kind of sometimes think maybe maybe I didn't allow you to develop and, and, you know, there's always that. If I'd done this, had I done develop that. Develop
0: in terms of like independently be able to do my own stuff.
1: Yeah, get up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, this, this is exactly the point I was going to make because I was saying to you, is like, it's not a bad thing. Like what I mean is, my childhood was amazing, and you're an amazing mum, and dad's an amazing dad, and it's that thing I always say that you, having parents that you know would lie down in traffic for you is like, (laughs) I mean, but then it also means I'm now the sort of person they go, this deadline was due a week ago, and I'm like, it'll be someone will because in my head I'm going, mummy and daddy, someone will sort it out, Mm -hmm. and I think so. I think if I was to have kids, I would get them to do more. But I don't, but, do you know what I mean? But not in a bad, but what I'm saying is, that's not a bad, I mean, yeah. the, the point that the, I'm making is, what was it about, what aspects of your, like, of, of how you were brought up, affected how you were a parent?
1: I, because, well, m- Nana was on her own. Um, yeah, I,
0: you're so single, single, single mum. Single,
1: because my dad died when I was 17 days old. Right. Um and And there was my brother... 14 years older than me, and then there was three step children. Right. And they were older as well. So, you know, she had a lot to do, and that was fine. But on saying that, she was one that she wanted to, to work. She needed the money, so she went out and worked. So I was from an early age. I was in the nursery. In fact, I can still remember, you know, aspects of it. So I was in the nursery, and then when I went to school, there was all that, and, and there was always... So mum would take in elderly people to look after me. And they stayed with us. And, well, first of all, your brother got married. I was eight. He was married. He was out of the house. So that left mum and I. And that's when she she said, well, we'll get people in. And it just, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Then I was kind of and again it's
0: And again, it's important to say, and you know this as well, like yeah. your mum's trying her d- absolute she best. She yeah.
1: absolutely was. She absolutely was. But you were very much. And then it got to see that she gave me a blackboard. And this is where I think education comes in. I wanted a bike, but we couldn't afford a bike and I got a blackboard for my Christmas. <coughs> Same letter. That's it's it. It's still <laughs> a B, Alison. It begins with B. So the blackboard was Julie down, and what I used to do is I used to write notes to my mum on the blackboard. Things I would remember from school because I would sometimes forget. She would come in and she would be busy doing stuff. What so notes some... like
0: you need to buy milk no, or like no, I learnt today. Something that the something blue. happened
1: today, or I would just write a wee note, and then my mother would write something on the blackboard and it became a wee thing with us. That's
0: lovely. It
1: was. But, but was
0: that because it was a nice thing or was that because you'd go to bed, she'd get in late, you'd get well, up for school? Well, no, I think
1: it was just sometimes by the time she came in and if something happened, you would forget. Yeah. So I would think, I would write that down and then it got that she would write on the blackboard so then it just became our thing. And that and, and it was great, I mean, it was, but it doesn't beat coming in to, to your mum and th- saying... You know, what, what happened, happened at today. school today yeah. or whatever happened. Um, and so there was an element of that. And then your Nana got ill. She took cancer when I was 12. And that kind of turned everything around. She just... And I that's then became, cancer
0: back then as well. But that's it like was. A def, that's a, but the a thing effect.
1: is, we didn't know... What, you don't know what that is. In, in those days, you didn't talk about it. No. So there was an element of that. So and what they said to Nana was that she had 18 months to live. And it just turned her absolutely wild. So she basically started giving things away because she wanted things to be in order. And, and I mean, it was a hellish time to go through. But at that point, and there wasn't... I realised now I was a carer. But at that point, I wouldn't have known I was a carer. I had no idea. So from that point, we got a new washing machine. Mum couldn't use it. I was was doing it. So I think that's what kind of made me think I will never make my children old. Before their time, if you like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm 30 years old and still wouldn't know how to use a yeah. dishwasher. well,
1: that's probably. It. What is it you said to me? when I said put that in the washing machine, and you said, is that the one with the round door or the one with the square door? <laughs> Where was and that? I, that was, long... was. Oh God. When I was, was in my, here, I was here, you you were in,
0: my... in my teens. Teens. Oh my God.
1: And in fact, do you know what I mean? But at school, human. this. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I said. Uh-huh. So I don't agree. <laughs> Do you know, I remember at school they said we're going, I can't, was it home economics or something, they said to bring a, you were to wash a jumper yourself, and you said, (laughs) I'll just put it in the washing machine, I said I don't really think that's what the teacher meant I think she meant physically wash this jumper so that you would have some idea what people have to do
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I just put it in, yeah. the well, be- and in the wash bag. Well, I washed my jumper. I put in the wash bag. You Mum don't even
1: put in the wash bag. You would lie at the side of your bedroom, and I would come and clear it up.
0: And I done that this morning.
1: Yeah, probably, probably. But so I think so. From that point of view, that's what I think kind of pushed me over the top, being silly, because I thought I didn't want that for you. So maybe I kind of should have curtailed it a wee bit and said, Do you know what you're going to tidy that up cool. do you remember you were always in the morning trying to get you up and get you organised you were just always leaving something or yeah, forgotten yeah. something so I made you do a list I said right that's it I get tried a list. to
0: start that this year again making lists but,
1: but so the next morning you're here you are running about like a, a, buzz, a buzz bumblebee blue, blue
0: ass fly blue, I
1: was going to say that and I thought I better not um, you
0: can swear it's fine just yeah. not too much
1: <laughs> and then and basically I said where's your list and he says I don't know I've lost it <laughs> And that just sums it up. And I thought, is it worth the effort? Yeah. Is it worth the effort? Who knows? But I think that's the thing. I think it was about... The other thing is about you finding because when I, with, I I couldn't go to brownies and stuff like that. We just, no, we, you couldn't do it, so I didn't do it. Now I did skating for a wee while. That was fine, but at the end of the day, so that was the thing I wanted you to find your sport if that's what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And you were very sporty. On that, if it, tennis was on the tennis racket would come out. If the golf was on,
0: yeah. If I was what yeah, I, I couldn't watch a no, sport on the no. telly because I'd have to go and do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What's Very the much point? So. I was like, what's the point in watching I
1: know, I know. And that's that's the thing. And again, I think it's not a bad thing. You've got a taste of first things. Um, and then, of course, you wanted to go and watch the football. But of course, Dad doesn't watch the yeah, football. Yeah,
0: my, my dad hates football,
1: foot- doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, So, but he gave him his duty, he did it. But
0: again, again, that's the thing about the way I was brought up. I didn't learn, well, find a mate, save up money, whatever. I just got taken <laughs> by a man that clearly hated it and he'd sit and watch it and he'd buy me green popcorn. He, <laughs> I support a, a team from Edinburgh called Hibernian Football Club. He'd buy me and then, I mean, the only thing I knew that he didn't like it was we'd have to leave after 70 minutes because <laughs> he wanted to avoid traffic. One all with Rangers, the big game. All right, we're off, son, Moon, The traffic will be a nightmare. Have you tried to park at Easter Road? It's a bloody nightmare. One we're leaving. Get your green popcorn dun.
1: And then he'd come in and he'd go, twenty quid, and I'd get him in for nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but again, the way I was brought up, I was like me and dad having fun <laughs> at the football, special boy.
1: I so. mean the other thing is remember when you were five and we got the micro BBC, was it a micro computer? Mm-hmm. Got it for you. You wanted a place. wouldn't it be a PlayStation? Whatever it would be. A Sega main, Mega Drive. Sega Mega Drive, and you didn't get it, so we ended up with this, and there was Pac-Man on it.
0: Or oh, the weird floppy disk thing. Yeah, would yeah. me- you remember the Alien one, the Baby Alien? Uh-huh. What was it called? Beginning Ah oh, Rupert or something. Raymond. Okay. So there was Raymond, or whoever we. I just said Pac-Man. it was. Pac-Man. Yeah.
1: Who's the other one?
0: But they, they, I remember the little daft, little thin, slidy discs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then of course when you wanted to go on the internet, you had to go. had
0: Yeah, I think this is like this is proper nostalgia for some people. Or if I've got like any younger listeners that blow their mind, like getting on the internet on the old family computer. Yeah. And I remember we had MSN Messenger, which was sort of like very early, like WhatsApp. Right. And you'd add people and you'd chat. But I remember the amount of times you had to go, be right back. My mum needs to phone our child, Jane. <laughs> Because you'd pick up the phone and if you picked up the phone when you were connected to the internet, all you would hear is... Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So then you'd have to disconnect from the internet to go through your phone line to get a phone call mm-hmm. to then go, then go off and get back on an the internet.
1: And on your phone line, you had a shared line. So sometimes you would pick up the phone and somebody else was talking because they were on their
0: line. That's another thing about the internet. Like so as a kid, to, yeah. As a kid, there was probably rude stuff on the internet, but I would never have been able to access it. No. Because... Not I mean not because you were looking over my shoulder, but I'm sat in the front room on a massive great big twelve inch monitor, so you I mean, but again, that must be now such a worry for parents like your kids could be under their covers with a mobile like, looking at God knows what
1: exactly exactly yeah and and the thing is it's important that they use it for what they need it, and it's important and and, and there's always somebody found something out that oh I found something else, there's always people going to share. -hmm. And you can't stop it. I don't know what the answer is. I honestly don't. And I I really feel for them, but I suppose it's it's also important for people for them to kind of find out other things that they can do apart from sitting on their phones. Do you remember we went in the caravan up to Luss,
0: Luss. and it
1: rained the whole time? Yeah,
0: most I I think I (laughs) I think I wrote in the book: most kids come back from summer holiday with a tan. I came back with trench Trench foot.
1: (laughs) 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 But we got the Bucketed absolutely. It was just miserable. And a caravan came in, and they had a wee a boy. What your age? <laughs> and we said, "Oh, that's great." A prob- I'm someday. guessing
0: the wee boy was the family's child.
1: The family's child. The yes.
0: caravan didn't just come with a free no, wee no, boy. No, it didn't. But in this caravan, you get a free eight-year-old.
1: But the next thing we saw was the kid sat in the caravan, and he got this game out, and you never saw him. No. And you're thinking, so that was that.
0: Yeah, it's tricky, and it is it difficult. So, like, especially for, it, particularly pertinent because of what I ended up doing. So, like, I think we've, we've discussed, like, and I think your experience is fairly universal. Single parents, excuse that, a little bit, but not massively different, but you grew up, parents worked I think I've, I've heard and it sounds a bit harsh but children were commodities in the sense that mm-hmm. they could do chores around the house yeah, you have yeah. three kids oh, they'll the, the, the lighten the load whereas yeah. now if you have three kids I've got to look after three kids yeah. and like you'd leave school early you'd get a job you'd earn for the family Um. so now all those kids have grown up to bring up the millennials, and they're going, I'm going to nurture my child, encourage them, let them do whatever they want. And when you're doing that, is there a worry? Like, for example, I'm at university, I'm studying law, but I clearly want to be a comedian, which Mm -hmm. in our family is not a thing you do. No. Is there a worry like, well, I want to encourage them and make them do well, but if this idiot keeps doing gigs above pubs to six people for the rest of his life...
1: Do you know what? I can honestly say no, because your sister wanted to dance, Mm -hmm. and the school made a big thing of this and said, you're surely going to discourage her, and I said, there is absolutely no way I would discourage this, And and hand on heart, what I wanted was you to do what you wanted, because my mother banged on most of my... Not most of my life, but she wanted me to be a hairdresser. <laughs> she was going to buy a shop and I would do hair and she, and this was just... She would tell everybody. Yeah. And it got to such a stage, I dreaded the time to leave school because I thought... I'm gonna have. You would tell her, but she would just think it was just a phase I was going through, and all of a sudden I would want to do
0: here. And the weirdest thing about it is, she's doing all that because she wants you to do well, and she. I mean.
1: Well, I think it's. I think she just thought that this is something she could do for me. So instead of asking, instead of letting me find what I wanted to Mm -hmm. do. It was just this is this was the thing, and and I and I remember I would go through hoops to try not hurt her in any way by saying there is not a hope in hell that I will ever be a hairdresser. I'm never doing
0: a blue I rinse in my life.
1: Not I. am I'm, I'm just, one. I'm not artistic, and the thought of standing with somebody's hair and doing something with that, you <coughs> know, just was not on the cards for me. That mm-hmm. was never going to happen. So I kind of thought then. I I I, I think I realised from an early age. For me, it, it it's you're going to get on so much further if you do what you want to do. If the, if you make the wrong decision, it's your decision. Yep. You do it. If somebody else makes a decision, it's so easy to then. And I've heard all this with friends. Oh, my parents made me do this and this, and what they get is not a chip in the shoulder; it's a boulder. Yeah. And I think no. So that was something. So absolutely not an issue. I never can honestly say it never did. People in the law school would say, oh, for goodness sake, what's he doing? Why's You not doing this? And yeah. I'd say, oh, you'll <laughs> be disappointed. Because disa- he thinks
0: it's the most boring thing that's ever happened in his entire yeah. life.
1: and Oh, you'll be disappointed. And I'm going, no, I would never be disappointed because part of me knows that if you wanted to do it, you would apply yourself because that's what you chose to do. And to be fair... That when you did your first sketch at Liberton, I mean, mm. you just loved
0: it. Yeah. You did,
1: you came alive in that. You never came alive in law school.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, like with the law school and stuff, it was say, a different like, kind of. Well, a- I've got, I I've stayed, as you know, I stayed with very, very clever men in, in, in that they all went on to do amazing things and like, I mean, Samoa, Hong Kong, yeah, like they've been yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. with the law. But they'd go, like, now in hindsight, they'd go and speak to their. Like dissertation advisor and all that, and it wasn't that I was lazy and didn't do it. It never dawned on me mm-hmm. that that was an option. Yeah, because I was never that into it. Yeah. So I was trying really hard, but be- I think because if you don't feel passionate, the great if you think about being passionate about something that I love is if you're passionate about something, you're going to work hard at it by default because you think about it all the time. Exactly. Like exactly. I'm thinking about even if I have, if, even if I go out and get absolutely hammered, and it happens more often than it should. <laughs> I'll lie in the morning and write a funny bit of stand-up. Well, not even write it. I'll just think it and I'll have a thing for stand-up. So I've done work that morning.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Whereas with law, I didn't like it. So I had to drag myself into that library and force my way through all those books. Yeah. So I was not as good at it just because I wasn't into it.
1: And I think, and that's the thing, if I've learned anything, I've definitely learned that. But again, that I got from mum and that that I learned... Because it was just never ending, and then of course it started. Well, she didn't do hairdressing because she did. There was the keeping well or whatever. There had to be these excuses because yeah. she told so many people. But it is what it is, and I, and and I did fine. I like you. I applied myself in what I did, and I I did well, and that's fine. I wouldn't have done well in the hairdressers. I would have been absolutely. have hated it. I would have hated. Well, you never You've know. Been I might not and you good chatting people. Uh, yeah, the people yeah. bet. But but the end, the chat's one thing, but walking up with a hair cut from
0: me would have been well, a different a thing. I lovely chat about <laughs> holidays. I mean, I've not got an ear. i that.
1: <laughs> and the hair's all squint. Scrim- I'm not sure what this is about to be. Are you getting cut a
0: breeze? No, i have just done my hair. <laughs> but so so there was no worries at all. No. Because, and again, no. but I find that really interesting because with the millennial thing, there's so much chat around like, oh the parents are overprotective and they're too supportive and that, and I think that is something we can get onto and I think that might be an issue. But with the whole telling you to follow your dreams and all that, the good thing about that and what you said there, and it's a really good point is if you've got someone saying, do what you feel passionate about and you fail at it, not even fail, that's too strong a word. Don't do well at it. You've only got yourself to, you can't blame uh, someone mm -hmm. for telling you to do what you want to do. Yeah. You can blame someone for going, you're going to be in the army or you're mm-hmm. going to go yeah. to law school, or you're going to become a PE teacher, you're going to cut hair, then you can hold that against someone. Yeah, yeah. But what I th- you cannot hold against a parent is them going, do what you fancy, just work hard at it and make sure you're good at it. The one thing I would say that when you
1: did, so you were, at one point you were doing tennis, you mm-hmm. were doing judo, and you were doing, you started on the golf.
0: Well, weirdly, I would say golf was the one I would have, I could have done that as a job. And in terms of I liked it enough and I was good enough at it, I could have done it. Well, I job. think
1: and, and that was one of the things I remember saying to you and I said you know what you're now straight you're spreading yourself so thinly you maybe should be thinking about committing to one mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And as it happened you broke your collarbone kind of thing so you were kind of out of the judo. That
0: was but, Katie broke my. Collarbone. I know. So to give you an idea I was quite good at golf, <laughs> judo, collarbone got broken by a girl half my height called Katie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. But I think that's, so sometimes you have to kind of turn around and say, now, wait a minute, you're doing too much. So instead of you spread yourself so thinly, you're not really kind of applying yourself to everything. But my theory was you got a taste of it. Yeah. And that then kind of gave you the idea, oh, I quite like this. And that's what you did.
0: So you, and I agree with you. So you don't think sort of taking a step back, a sort of lassy it attitude and let your kid do what they want is the wrong way to go about it. What about this argument that squared at the parents of millennials that they were overprotective? Do you think you protected me too much from the realities of life?
1: Yes, I, d- I think we definitely did. I would never kind of if we, if there was like if, if I don't know if there was anything happening we would well. well when, I think I said when when Nana my bu- was Well,
0: I think I said in my book, and I hope you don't mind me saying it. Like I don't think I went to a funeral until I was yeah eat comfortably in my. T- I think I think it was a. Yeah. A good friend from uni's yeah. dad passed away. So yeah. I don't think I went to a family funeral when I was a kid.
1: No, but most of our family was gone by I then. Know,
0: I mean, they all, they all bloody couldn't they wait. <laughs> They'd all bloody pissed off before I got here.
1: But I th- the, the other thing, touching on um, me pushing, was I remember you were doing the exams. and We were in this house, so it must have been... It was your prelims, whatever. Yeah,
0: so I was about 13, 14.
1: Yeah, so you would be, you would be doing your exams, and I remember kind of shouting at you and saying, you had to study, you had to do this... And you went through to your room, and I came back, and I, I was quite upset about the whole thing. And I remember sitting down and saying to your dad, I said, that's me done with this. I said, because I'm upset, he's now in his room, he might be studying, he might not. Me shouting and getting upset, and him mm-hmm. getting upset, it's not achieving anything. Right. So I remember saying to you, right Ian, that's it, you've got to open the exam results, not me. Yeah I'll support you if you can I'll get you if you need anything but you've got to study and it took a, such a weight off my shoulders I mean don't get me wrong there were times when you used st- to
0: but y- yeah, you've, you've, still, you've still got to be a parent, a parent and yes. legally make the kid do what they're going to do. But yeah, you're right. There's no point going, study. Because also, I find it right to stand-up. You're not in the mood for it. it. And if you're young and listen to this, don't use this as an excuse to not do any work. Because sometimes no. you've got to sit for hours and not be in the headspace to then get that half an hour where you actually learn something. Yeah. But yeah, there's you can't scream at someone into no. learning. And you can't scream at someone to be artistic.
1: And you hear, and you hear people, you hear parents saying, "Oh God, I'm never off their tail." And I said, "So what is that achieving, though?" Mm. Then you're not going to be on their tail, and when they're in their working life, they have to start taking control of what they've got, and then saying, "If I bolt up, that's fine." Yeah. Then I'll, then I'm the one responsible for it.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't think I was ready for working life.
1: No, no, I think we can safely I, say, I can I say that. I struggle.
0: To this day, and this is why I'm glad I'm a comedian, with people and I struggle with authority figures massively.
1: Yeah, you don't suffer because fools I don't. Gladly.
0: Well, I don't even think it's fools though. I can if, if I'm in a when I was working in a shop, I could get on from the person making the coffees up to the people dressing the windows, but the minute someone had a manager in their title, I just couldn't deal with it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I couldn't cope with someone saying, come in it if I was ten minutes late, wait, wait, like, what does it matter?" Nothing's changed. Were, do you know what I net. Mean? Because I, ne- I think maybe I wasn't ever... I've, no one ever told me off. Oh, I wasn't badly behaved, I think. Uh,
1: you, you're, pro- you're right, actually. But I think... And, and what amazes me is, I suppose, part of me thought you would learn by us because we are very much the... If we've got to be somewhere... Well, mm. if your father... If a part, party starts at half past seven, you're there at half past seven. There oh, is seven no, o'clock. The seven people o'clock. holding the party are coming yeah. to the shower. <laughs>
0: What are you doing here? But we'll wait in the car.
1: But he, and, and so that was, and and now I can see on hindsight, this is very much that, well, I'm going to rebel against that because we had that all our lives. So many yeah. times, the tattoo, we sat for about an hour early because dad wanted to get there to be able to park the car.
0: In the freezing it was cold. Freezing the cold. tattoo, for those that don't know, is a military parade that happens at Edinburgh Castle. And although it is during August, Scotland is cold all the time and Edinburgh always rains during the Edinburgh Festival. And
1: it's on the ramparts. It's up in the castle. Right, so right
0: up the top of a hill went, yeah. in the freezing cold. cold. And then in the dark, it's night yeah, time. Yeah. And we'd get there a couple of hours early and sit on a wooden seat and wait for now. We're there for longer than the show took.
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah. So I think, so I can see that. But even now, when, if, if you're meeting somebody or a weird, come in and you'll see oh i'm I'm, the, I'm in the bridges and i'll go you're getting in the car <laughs> and i still I, I take a deep breath and i go where did this come from
0: that is another thing about the phones as well we're all over the shop with this chat but it's good but like going back to the phones like no one's on time and this is this isn't just me this is millennials or just anyone with a mobile being on time to thing now is a done way you just every time i go out if you're meeting with more than just one person, at least one person from that group will be like, train's delayed, caught in the tube, no buses, taxi driver, didn't show- the whole time."
1: Yeah, yeah, there's
0: always a reason. Within, I think a social night now for my group of friends, if you're there within an hour of when you said you're going to be there, that's good going, which is not good enough. Because no. I remember back in the day pre-phones, you'd show up to the meeting point and if people weren't there, you'd just go home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or you hang about? Yeah. yeah. but you mean
0: wait for mm-hmm. a bit, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and then go? Yeah, yeah. It's
0: crazy. It is crazy. It is. And then, um, do you find that when you were working, and you only only recently retired, do you mind me telling yeah. the listeners no, that no, recently no. retired, when you were working, did you see in the workplace people my age, so that do you know what I mean twenties to thirties, did you notice? that sort of the things I portray in them and working like yes. people that wouldn't take on responsibility yes. didn't deal with, so did you did you think that's a genuine thing what was the biggest thing you? Sp- and this is about no one specifically no, this no. Is a, this is a, and there's st- there's research to back this up so when you're so please be honest and talk about it in depth you're not talking about in, anyone specifically we had, what sort of stuff did you notice
1: well um, when while I was working in one Joe, I was a manager and I had three or four people and one was about your age mm-hmm. And in fact, you were starting uni, and he, um, he was—he used to look after the halls of residence and stuff. So he mm-hmm. took us. To a a love, an absolutely lovely, lovely. Oh, I'm guy. A,
0: I'm a. Listen, as well with this, I'm a lovely guy, but I would not want me in my office.
1: No. So he so he was basically it was there was a meeting and he was to organise it all and I couldn't find him anywhere because he was supposed to be taking the meeting and mm-hmm. I, I was taking the meeting but he would do the the notes etc. couldn't find him anywhere and somebody said oh he's up in the plane the the office plane doing stuff and I'm going photography and I
0: said what's the office plane
1: we had a, a an, an aeroplane it was a carbon up an a, an actual plane he was he was doing the yeah he was there taking photographs and I said we've got a photographer we employ a photographer and they said yeah but he likes taking photographs so they took him up there he never said a word to me and I'm going what so but he was fair away with himself that was it so he'd no thought that he had to be somewhere else and doing his actual job yeah he was doing this and that was just him and he'd go does it matter
0: well, and it does
1: because there's twelve people here waiting for
0: you. Yeah, and do you think that's because he's the same as me? He was brought up. He was. He was brought up, told that he was he should follow his dreams. He should do what he wants. He wanted to take those photos. He'd never he'd never been exposed to anything negative coming from his behaviour. So he thought, I want to take photos. It'll probably be all yeah. right in the end. Yeah. I'm going to go and do that. Yeah.
1: I mean, the thing is, eventually, it kind of got that bad that he just never did. He just always did his own thing. And a lovelier guy you couldn't meet, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you, you we just nobody could deal with it, and he ended up, he eventually left, I think, because basically, people just avoided it. They avoided him, and and at the end of the day, sometimes you've just got to say to somebody, "Do you know what? This is your role. Well, we did. This is your role. This is what you have to do, and you're going to have to do it." But it just, it just never. He never got the hang of it.
0: And do, this is a youth that you notice this more with the people of my generation, rather than. Or do you think there's equal people there's equally difficult people? Well, in every I think aspect?
1: I think for me there's a pride in what I do. So if I get a job, you want to see it through. You want to, if there's something wrong, you try and rectify it. Now, if there's something wrong, people want to get it off their desk. Mm-hmm. So if there's something wrong, they just doesn't matter. Somebody else will pick it up along the line. Yeah. And that's the thing, or they don't want to get it in depth. See, again, for me, if you're doing something, you want to understand why you're doing it. What, what, Whereas they, it doesn't matter. They just need that the top level of what they need to know and they'll just do it and that's it. It's a bit like a painter taking off part of the paint and then I'll just paint over the rest. You can always see the cracks and the bits. And that's the one thing that I used to get quite frustrated about because I think... When you take a pride in what you do, you want it to be done properly. But I just didn't think... The other thing is, there was no... They weren't necessarily going to be there because they were going to move on. They were going to move on to something else. They would move on to another job. Where, so, again, they're not going to stay. So that, yeah. that's the other thing that you find. Whereas before, you had a job and you stayed in it for life and yeah. you did your bit.
0: And But then do you think... so? But does that stem from this idea of that literally calls back to everything, doesn't it? Because then you've got the mobile phones, instant gratification, short Short, attention span, don't follow through a job... No repercussions, no repercussions for their actions pass them to someone else mum and dad will help it mum and dad will do it for mum yeah, and dad will yeah, drive me to the yeah, golf mum and yeah. dad will drive me to the tennis mum and dad will, do you know what I mean that sort of thing so the whole thing comes full circle so maybe it is that parenting element that then
1: maybe maybe and
0: also that's me being a, maybe that's me being a millennial blaming the fact that our parents were really nice to us for us being lazy in the office which seems ridiculous well I think,
1: think it, I think as well the workplace has changed a lot and I think so you like to think that there's that that there's more parents can now do a bit more sharing. They can be at home, whereas there was a while where you, you were nine till five. There was no flexibility at all. Mm-hmm. So I worked part time because I I didn't have anybody to look after you. So that was what we did. Whereas now there is this there's a flexibility there. So you kind of tend to think maybe more children. Maybe maybe this will change. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Will it make it worse? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea.
0: And then finally, this has been really fun, by the way. <laughs> yeah, We've talked been... for nearly an hour, and I've not looked at my phone once.
1: Oh, yay!
0: It's, it's going to be so good. Charge It's going to be charged up so nice. <laughs> um, what, when, what aspects of being a parent? So, like with me, what stuff have you, what's the stuff that, that makes you the proudest as a parent?
1: Because you've turned into. I see a, a, a friend. But somebody I respect and trust, and I think that's that to me is a big thing, and I'm proud of what you've done, and you've done it. <laughs> you've you do it with such panache. You you, you you things go wrong, and you get frustrated, but you you do it, and that's that to me is what's important. You can't you don't blame you. You just if it's if it goes wrong, you deal with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you've had to do that too often because you're so. Bloody disorganised. I'm
0: so bad, honestly. You the, people don't the understand. Things
1: that so you're used to things going wrong. Yeah. But the kind of what you do, that's a be- a bonus because obviously things change. Yeah. But for me, the big thing for me, son, is you're you're just you're a star in my eyes anyway. But you are. I'm so proud of what you've done. You've done it because you've followed your dreams, and things haven't always been. You know, sometimes things have you know, you've been caught back and think, Oh God, this is it. I said, Yeah, I've done
0: I've done gigs to four people and they've hated it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you've come home and you've but you've and I and I remember I've said to you before, it must be the hardest medium to get to get involved in and you've gone there out there and you've dealt with it. And especially when you've had friends, children bothering you and you've (laughs) just got on with that and dealt with that. The thing that gets me though is the amount of people who kind of find it hard that you've done well, or you know, they they kind of think, oh, don't know, he's done that. Yeah, do you I,
0: find it weird? I mean, I'm by I'm by no means I'm no Philip Schofield. No, right? no. But is it weird for you having a son who like who's like personal businesses and yeah, magazines yes, and like yes. have you'll have like people you know asking about my stuff? Is that Difficult? Do you like it? Is well, it the problem
1: I th- I learned from an early stage, so I I would never say to somebody what do you think of Ian shows. I never ask.
0: Yeah.
1: I then learned quite early on because somebody had said, "Oh, here she is name dropping," and I wasn't name dropping because these are people that you're friends with. Yeah. And they were talking about, and I said, "Oh, I know them." And also, of thing. like
0: things if we talk about like name dropping, like Joe Domit and Joe Live, yeah, are yeah. very successful comedians now. They all used to come around the house because and we, we yeah. decided to have our mums and parents meet because it would be nice for our parents yeah. to understand why yeah. their sons were losing thousands of pounds at the Edinburgh Festival every year yeah. instead of yeah. having a proper job. It just yeah. so happens they went on to do quite well.
1: But the thing about it is, your dad and I have done things that we've never, we would never have done. We've seen shows, we've gone to things, we've broadened our horizons yeah. greatly.
0: I mean, I don't think you've, you've been to you outside the world like Billy Conway have you been to stand up before I started no, stand
1: up no, d- no none of that I mean certainly i trying to think no I've never been to stand up remember we used to go to musicals and you used to see oh, I hated I that. know and, and you used to see and, and again I would say to you ironically what
0: would I, what would I always do or was oh, it my phone I would put it, it, the light on watch, my watch that, was, that just shows I've always had an obsession with something like that
1: but I remember and I said to you I said the only thing I say to you is go, watch it Give it a go mm-hmm. and if you don't like it you don't need to go back but don't spoil it for everybody you else. Look at the
0: time yeah.
1: And and do you remember Joseph and Dad fell asleep <coughs> and you were stuck at the end and so nobody and and I felt that that was a shame because it, you know we could have explained it a bit more mm-hmm. to you but it, it was never your thing but that's fine you tried it. Yeah. And you, and that to me is what's important you've tried it. And and again, we're well. We're loving it. We're we go to stand ups now. We we but we would never have done that.
0: Yeah, and what about the? Do you, does it bother you, like my life? My life being out there. No Well no No it doesn't Because it does me Well I'd rather that stuff Wasn't around
1: Well I think it's like Everything It's how you deal with it And the guy Remember the, the photographer That came to the house a yeah. big massive camera <laughs> And your dad's going Excuse me Excuse me And the guy's going There's somebody famous Lives here and he says Well I'm the one That lives here And I'm certainly no famous <laughs> dad got So he, the didn't do, he, he didn't even He didn't even realise At that
0: did, time my, And dad probably Didn't clock that no. He went someone famous Lives there And he was talking about me Yeah my dad Or went, he, no. could,
1: he probably Could have done it. Them later on, but at the time he says, and the guy's going, you can't move me. I'm on the pavement. And anyway, that was, that was an end of it. But you know, it's things like that. And again, but it's not it's not too intrusive. But yes, people do. Well, my selfie. With a girl, right?
0: Oh yeah. M- yeah, Mum got a lady and a kiosk as for yourself, didn't that, yeah. she?
1: Yeah, um, and I th- and, and she's saying to me, "What did you have for your? Be able to tell everybody I got Ian Sterling's mum. <laughs> what did you have for your lunch?" And I said, "Sadly, it was a cheese, a cheese and ham toastie. It's nothing exciting." <laughs> Not in showbiz. <laughs>
0: well there you go what a lovely way to finish it it my was my mum once got a selfie with a woman that she got a cheese and ham toasty off and it's all down to my success well thank you very much for doing this mum and thank you for being a wonderful mother
1: and thank you son I love you so much
0: love you too bye bye everyone bye bye not ready to adult yet there you go ep sex done Alison Sterling So it's going to be a weird one to end this because normally on a podcast you plug the stuff that people are doing, you know? Like go and see her on tour or go and see her, you know, doing her singing or acting or anything. But my mum sort of, you know, isn't a performer. So she's not got a website. I mean, if you want to check her out, you know, that sounded weird. I'm not telling people to check out my mum. That's brutal. If you want to see my mum... Then probably um, I'm doing the King's Theatre in Edinburgh in September on my tour she'll be at that so there you go if you want to see uh, Alison Sterling live come to one of my gigs that are in Edinburgh and she'll be there um, that's it for now I think yeah pretty much thanks again for listening man honestly this podcast I know I keep saying it but I'm enjoying it so so much and The little sort of personal element of the relationship with the listener I'm enjoying. And I just hope you keep liking it. If you are new to this podcast, it really helps if you give us a a subscribe and a five-star rating. So if you've not done that yet, subscribe to the podcast. You can get updated with all the latest stuff. And give it a five-star rating. It helps us get up the charts. It means more people listen to it. And the more popular it is, the more of this I can do. So if you want to see, hear more of the podcast, five-star rating and get subscribed. Um, quick thanks before we go. As ever, thank you to Daisy for producing. And um, Joe Walker, who's my tour manager, we actually done this in Edinburgh when we were on tour. So he done a lot of the technical stuff on this one. So thank you very much, Joe, for that. Huge shout-out to Ali Sterling in the oh Mother, thank you so much. You were... You, were, you, will, you will never know how important you are in my life. So, thank you so much. And, uh, oh, and Harry and Chris, obviously, for the theme tune. They are Harry and Chris. Great double act, comedy double act. They're at Edinburgh this year. So, go check them out if you are going to the Edinburgh Festival. Go see Harry and Chris. That's it from me at the minute. We don't, I don't really know what I'm doing with next week's podcast. I'll tell you this. If the diehard people that are still listening, I'm not quite sure what's happening. I've got one more recorded, um, but I'm obviously in Spain at the minute doing Love Island, and I don't know what to do with that final one, whether I bring it out as a podcast or whether I'll leave it as an extra for the audio book... And then maybe do a QA or something. So tell you what, if you're a die hard, die hard listener and you've got all the way to the end of this absolute drivel, I'm gonna ask you for some ideas. So in this podcast, what do you want to hear? Like the book's out now, so I could either do a sort of QA, you guys can ask me some questions, I can do the podcast on my own, um, answering some of your questions, talking about the themes in the book, talking about this whole idea of not ready to adult, why millennials struggle with adult life. So if you want to send in some questions. Let's set up a hashtag This is so ad hoc But let's do it So listen We'll do hashtag Let's do hashtag Not ready to adult yet So on Twitter Hashtag Not ready to adult yet And at me And just say Whether you want to get Another episode Which we with Dr Linda Papadopoulos It is a great ep man It's just my first one So I was a. I felt like I was a bit You know A bit rusty And a bit Not used to doing The podcast thing. But wait, it's still good It's still good So we can So tell me whether you want to Hear the Dr Linda Papadopoulos episode uh, Or whether you want a more sort of Q&A thing If you want a Q&A, send me a question Or maybe something else Whatever you want this podcast to be I'm doing it for you guys, you know, as much as I'm doing it for me So, at me on Twitter Hashtag not ready to adult yet And send in some suggestions be interesting to see how many we get We might get none Might get one And if you get like three Then you guys are going to have a massive impact Like if you're one of the three people that tell me what to do with it That could influence it heavily so, that's it, I think. Get the book, Not Ready to Adult Yet. I'm back on tour with my show, You OK, hun? And hashtag Not Ready to Adult Yet um, to tell me what you think we should do for episode seven. Do I record just an hour of me talking? Um, doing a Q&A reading from the book? or Do we release just a Dr Linda Papadopoulos episode? Or maybe something completely different? Tweet me, let me know. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. Give us a subscribe, give us a five-star rating. Thanks, Mum, again. Uh, I love you all. Uh, bye-bye!